Back up, please. Welcome to Indicast episode number 49. I am Aditya Mahathri here. Along with me is as usual uh, Abhishek Kumar. Hello everybody. Yeah, you make me sound very formal. Abhishek Kumar. Yeah, I know. Kumar. We should drop yeah. the Kumar. Yeah, I have Abhishek with me. And uh, we also have uh, someone else on the call with us. Uh, we have Sakshi. Hi. Okay, you, you, do you prefer Sakshi or Sakshi Dunija? I prefer celebrity blogger Sakshi. Oh, what is this? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maaf kar do. But uh, yeah, Sakshi writes at uh, org, and uh, Bollywood is her domain. Uh, we have a couple of interesting topics um, this time. Let's start with the India-Iran-Pakistan-India gas pipeline. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Talk about having bilateral relations between India and Pakistan going tough. Now throw in another country to make it interesting. <laughs> so w- yeah. what's this gas pipeline all about? 1,035 kilometers of pipeline that will be passing through Islamabad from Iran to India. And India will be paying uh, some money to Pakistan because uh, we'll be using Islamabad, that is the real estate of Pakistan for a while. Our beloved neighbors. Yes, our beloved neighbor. It's a $7.4 billion project. That's big. So, yeah, let's, uh, if, if that goes through, then uh, we'll have, I think, oil will be a little cheaper than what it is today. So, is that so? And... Uh, I also heard that doing my quick research, this project was actually proposed back in 1996. So finally. <laughs> so finally, exactly. And now they are going to uh, start construction of the 2,700 kilometer pipeline in 2007, which will be operational by 2011. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully exactly. Right. Uh, Pakistan initially asked for $600 million annually as a transportation tariff from India. So India said, you got to be kidding me. So they said, okay, how about 320 million? They dropped it down to half. But uh. our Indian said, okay, no, 220 will give something to me. What I found really funny was the fact that they straight away dropped it by half. Uh. So they were talking so margin for profit. Ka. <laughs> I mean, it's totally shocking. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole thing. I mean, if you've read the article, the best bit I would say is... Yeah, doesn't it sound like, you know, they are going to do some major haggling? First of all, as you yeah. said, they dropped it by half directly. So, one wonders how all these things take place. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's business or it's politics. So, and um, as usual, World Bank steps in and says that we will finance this project. But at the end of the day, I mean, Sasta Petrol Milega, it's better for us. See, this entire... Gas uh, pipeline project is so khufia that uh, we actually don't know where, what the gas is actually being going to be used for. They don't. It just says that India Pakistan ka energy crisis solve karne ke liye we are doing this, but they haven't given any specifics. I mean, see, this project was proposed back in 1996, all right, and it will be operational in 2011. That is what almost 15 years. So how do they do the your requirements and uh, you know, you know how uh, estimation kaise hota hai? 
Like, uh, this this project was slated to be finished much earlier during the time when Mani Shankar Ayer was our petroleum minister. But then the government changed, then we had Murli Devra, and he wasn't a very big fan of this. So then when governments change after every four years, every government has its own priorities. So that's why it takes a lifetime for projects to take off in India. Let's move on to the next topic that we have, which is very saddening. And it's about a 13-year-old girl who was raped by her father repeatedly since 2004, apparently. And the man still managed to escape jail because of, you know, some bad job on the police's end. Legally, I think it says, I think, I'm pretty sure the Hindustan Times carries this article. It says that the charge sheet should be filed within 90 days of the crime being committed. And in this case, the police filed the charge sheet on the 91st day. So technically, the guy can uh, apply for bail, and uh, the accused did apply for bail, and now he is... Uh, but I think, you know, at times, the, the magistrate or the judge needs to use a little bit of common sense as well. Yep. It's like, not every time do you really have to go word to word by rule. Firstly, the guy is her father. Rape itself is a, it's a big crime in itself. The girl has gone through abortion. She's just 13 years old. You should bloody take the cops you know, charge them for something instead of letting that guy go free on bail and things like that. So, I mean, at least in such cases, the judge should use a little bit of common sense, a little bit of head. Yeah, totally. I mean, in, in this case, what I see that will happen to the cops is they'll get reprimanded, quote-unquote, and will probably get a few days off. You know, what I'm wondering is how many of these actually make into these newspapers because we read this because it was there somewhere. Now, and this is in Mumbai. Yeah, that's Mumbai, a bad right? thing, right? If, because, but, but, but of lately, if you see the number of rape cases in Mumbai itself have been pretty high. Nearly as, I mean, I won't say too high to the extent of what happens in northern India, especially in Delhi and places, where uh, recently a girl was raped in a busy market, in the Palika market, Palika Bazaar market. Yeah, what I mean, she wanted to, she was going through some, I think, jewelry or something like that. Where this guy comes up and says, okay, you want to see a couple of garments in my shop. And she goes there and the guy says, you can try them out in the basement bathroom. And uh, she went down and there she was raped by two men. That is just stupid on the girl's part, I must yeah. say. But that's no but, excuse. Exactly. Right. But in um, Bombay, the cases have been high. And especially if you look, it's the underage kids. They're, I mean, the number has pretty high on that side also. Like recently, a 16-year-old girl was raped in front of her boyfriend, where the boyfriend was beaten up and she was raped on a boat and then taken to a shack and repeatedly raped by four men oh for the night. And the cops are still, I mean, still they have no idea who did it. So, but, uh, this, yeah, this is, uh, and lately we can, we, we've been reading a lot of these things. So, I mean, is is there a problem with Indian law in 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 some way where this is uh, like you said common sense? I would yeah. say more than the law, it also has to do with society. Mm-hmm. People don't come up because even like even if we say we are in the 21st century or whatever, you know, a raped woman is not looked as a victim. You know, it's like as as you know they show in movies like Damini and all where. A woman has to prove that she had been raped and she's tortured and, you know, yeah. harassed by the opposition. Yeah. So, I mean, it's also the taboo factor where most, especially if you have it in like upper middle class families or, you know, higher middle class families or whatever, like these guys don't even bother to come out because 
they are more worried about the name in the society and things like that. True, but true, true. Also, the taboo factor. That's why the I mean, these cases are not reported. And then you have the slackness from the law side, where it people. I mean, it takes years and years and years, you know, to get a judgment, a final judgment, which again can be appealed and things like that. So most people are like, you know, just get on with life and forget it. See, in in this case, uh, somebody gets caught, goes caught free, and then there is the other extreme, where in India you've got uh, you must have heard of all the fake encounters or. Somebody was plotting to kill Gujarat Chief Minister Narendra Modi, uh, what Shorabuddin Sheikh, uh. and then uh, his wife was killed uh. Uh, because she she she'd got something that uh, others did not want to know, and then it was put forth as an encounter. That the wife was also raped and then killed. Actually, yeah. I, I think the thing was over here mostly it was like uh, the guy was put behind bars and tortured by the police. Uh, without having base, uh, you know like proper proof against him like a proper case against him uh-huh. and and then because they had done something wrong they had to do the fake encounter and get him wiped off and now the wife knew about the whole thing so there was always this question of the wife coming out open to the media and saying the whole thing so then they say i mean it is rumored that apparently she was raped and she went hysterical and uh-huh. she actually threatened the people you know the ones who committed the crime that you know i'm going to go and be open and say out the whole thing and that's when they killed her the encounter started way back in uh, during the time when an airplane was hijacked and then we indians had to exchange three terrorists remember during the time when ic814 was hijacked some time back so the idea was something else but the way it is being practiced i guess you know it it is both ways like at times it is their fault at times it's not like you can't basically say that hmm. these encounters are not at all uh, legitimate i mean if you've seen that movie up tak chappan i think it had nana patekar in yeah. it where he was a encounter specialist and all and they basically showed the rea- i mean the at one side of the you know the cop life where what yeah. they have to go through and how much of their hard work is wasted when a top criminal is set free just because nothing is proven or you know they get orders from the above and things like that you know i like the part where one of the policemen only was uh, but he he craved for blood so he yeah. just wanted to go on encounter uh, spree yeah. so then nana patekar says line brilliant line actually he said both of us know that killing is important but to save yourself from the habit of killing is more important yeah i remember that scene that was a pretty awesome scene yeah. and since since we are on the same talking whatever happened to daya naik he is out on bail and actually he is working undercover for police this oh i don't know man Yeah, I mean, there there were these news in papers that he's working on the recent Bombay train blast case, and uh, he was sent on a Kufia mission to Lucknow and whatnot. So he's our version of James Bond now. Yeah, yeah, probably, you know. <laughs> well, since since we are talking about the armed forces here, a minister, Minister of State of External Affairs, Anand Sharma, has gotten himself into an ugly confrontation with the CISF officials. at the new delhi airport where actually he was denied vip privileges and what vip privileges basically mean is that you don't need to go through security checks you can directly walk, walk into the vip lounge and board your plane from there and do whatever so um, he wasn't given those privileges which pissed him off and uh, then he made all his phone calls and he made a he big hue and cry about it and now he is saying that it's time that we extended the list of vip okay so the list of vips right now consists of very interesting people okay it 
It says that you don't need to check the president, the vice president, prime minister, former president, speaker of Lok Sabha, chief justice, all the judges from Supreme Court, uh, chief ministers, and then there are these. There are there, there's a list of other things also. And then there are two people who really stand out. One is the Dalai Lama. His Holiness Dalai Lama cannot need not go under undergo a search. Okay. And SPG protectees, comma. Sri Robert Vadra. Okay, now Robert Vadra. Robert Vadra is uh, Priyanka Gandhi's husband. So oh, he is an important man now. <laughs> yeah, the perks, I guess, the perks of being belonging to the Gandhi family. Yeah. But why is it? Why aren't the other, you know, Mosa Chacha? What, whatever happened to those guys? And why is Robert Vadra such specifically? He is mentioned specifically. Okay. It, it, uh, maybe Priyanka Gandhi is going to be the next prime. <laughs> Probably, you know. Yeah, it's, it is actually really cool to have, you know, running the nation as your family business, right? But that's what in India it is like that, right? Yeah, Most it is. of the political parties anyway have it that way. But you know what I found really funny was, in this case at least, the uh, the speaker. So right. The Lok Sabha speaker, Somna Chatterjee, was returning from his Cyprus flight and he used the... <laughs> he just sneaked in, did he? Yeah, sorry. A pre-embarkation security check, and Mr. Sharma just followed him from behind. <laughs> so the officials had no choice but to grant him those VIP facilities <laughs> because this guy, you know, just went ahead and refused to cooperate and all. And then he met up with the respective officials and all, saying, you know, you should extend the list and make it big and all. And these guys were like, okay, fine, you know, we'll work on the list. But nobody actually pulled him down, saying, dude, you're not allowed to do these things. You know, it reminds me of the time when Tiger Woods was in his prime, and he was—he didn't carry an I card with him to enter a stadium. And uh. the security guard asked him to uh, step step over, Mr. Tiger Woods. You are not allowed because you don't have your security license or something. So he said, "Dude, you know me. I'm Tiger Woods. Why don't you let me in?" He said, "No, boss. Rules are rules. Uh, my boss will fire me." Fine, finished. Uh, sadly, that, that doesn't happen does. in India, no? especially when it comes to politics. Or am I just trying to create some sort of a controversy out of nothing? No, I mean, see, there is nothing much to think about it. It's simple. He is uh, the Gandhi family's son-in-law and gets the perk. It's as simple as that. But then what happens to uh, Manmohan Singh's son? Is he given the same preference? No, no, he's not a Gandhi. Ah, so Gandhi name is very important, I guess, in all Exactly. But we hope that this is a one-off incident. We don't know how often this happens and this was in the news because I think the bloggers wrote about it. No, no, forget, right? forget about that this Sharma guy, okay? This Sharma is probably a non-entity here in, hmm. in the whole thing. I'm saying, why is Robert Wadra's name there? Okay, now tell me one thing. How is it going to affect your life? It is not, but it's just interesting that there is this SPG Act. Uh -huh. It's in the Constitution, apparently. Uh -huh. So Constitution me, uska naam specifically mentioned hai. Kyu? What if he is going to become the Prime Minister of India with the luck of, I mean, the, you know, when it comes to ah, the, I Gandhi, know what you're talking the about. luck the Gandhi family has, huh? you never know. <laughs> One day you have Priyanka's husband being here. So. Oh well, uh, the, but another thing that happened. On TV this time, which was very, very interesting, was the Rakhi Sawant incident. And this was supposed to be the best ever episode on Karan, Coffee with Karan? I would say that. And this I say without the fact that I am a Rakhi Sawant fan. Yeah, exactly. Now, I should, let me introduce Sakshi as the resident gossip slash entertainment expert. 
it's like I've become the unofficial online, the virtual world PR agent of the woman. <laughs> so, so just quickly give me the highlights because I know, and I know that this video is up on India.com. And they are selling it at a dollar ninety nine. All right, so tell me, tell me what Rakhi said. I'm interested. Okay, okay. I'll give you some highlights of the show. Number yeah. one, it was one of the rare episodes where Karan Johar did the entire show in Hindi. Okay. Because Rakhi Savant was like pretty frank about it. I mean, she gave an excellent line. She just went, "Meri English sirf main hi samajh sakti hu, aap aur janta nahi samjhegi." इसलिए हम हिंदी में बात करते हैं. So I mean, see, the thing about this woman is that. She's frank, she's straightforward, and she's pretty bold. I mean, it's it's a simple thing. What you see is what you get. And and you are fine with all the skin display, etc. That is that's okay, isn't it? Yeah, you know, if you ask me why I'm the fan of the lady, it's it's got nothing to do with her item numbers and things like that. What I look at it is the fact that from the background that she comes, she still managed to make a niche for herself. Like today, she is a household name. It's not a cup of tea to like you know come and become famous overnight or whatever like this. And this woman has gone through a lot of struggles. And we on the other side sit and ridicule her, but you know, as she said, you know, it's difficult. You have to see what she has gone through. Oh. Oh. I know. I mean, and speaking of the show, I mean, the show was fantastic, and she was just wonderful. And she said she was a victim of casting couch. And then Karan asked her, like, you know, whether she's got any plastic surgery or anything done. And she was pretty open about it. She said she's got a lip surgery done. And then she gave this uh, sexy dialogue. She goes, "Agar Miss World or Miss Universe kar sakti hai, to Rakhi Sawant kyu nahi?" Ah, that was a short end. I wish uh, I think was slightly hinted towards Sas N, who has apparently got major works done. Even you know what really attracted me about her this time was the fact that this woman has got amazing sense of humor. No, it was funny throughout the one hour, but mm. the rapid fire round was just simply amazing. It was just hilarious. One of the women from the audience asked her, like, uh, you know, if you were given a choice of taking three, if you were on a deserted island and you had a choice of three Bollywood men, who would that be? And I think she said Amitabh Bachchan, Ritik Roshan, and John Ibrahim. And then she was asked, "What would you do with them?" And you know, she had this corny smirk, and she goes, "Do I really have to say?" <laughs> so I mean, I mean, she was like pretty cool about it, very frank. And then the best question I think was when they asked her, like, you know, if you're in charge of the Indian cricket team, what change would you make? And she goes, "Main un jo cricketers hain, unki biviyon ko unke saath pe." She goes, "Committee isle unko nahi bechti hai, kyunki wo weak ho jaate hain." <laughs> and it's just, आपको पता है ना वीक कहाँ हो जाते हैं? It was just fantastic. And she goes, फर्क तो पड़ता नहीं है, वो वैसे भी वीक होंगे, अपनी बीवी के साथ या किसी और की बीवी के साथ. So उससे अच्छा है कि वो अपनी बीवियों के साथ जाए, तो at least ठीक टाइम पे सोएंगे, प्रैक्टिस ठीक से करेंगे और फिर परफॉर्म ठीक से करेंगे. Then Karan said, you know, on the rate of one to ten, rate the following actors on their sexiness. So then Karan said, Shahrukh Khan and she gave him five on ten. <laughs> so then she actually asked her, "Sir, of five?" Then again he went, "Sir, of five?" And she goes, "Who is more attractive?" I mean, it, I mean, I think it was. Uh, jokes aside, I don't know whether this lady knows to act or uh, dances well on stage, but she is just another lady who got lucky with the media and Mika, is what I think. Uh, I understand that she's got a very good sense of humor. She can hold her own, and that she's made a name for herself in Big Boss and all on the small screen. But what is it that Rakhi Sawant 
brings to the table when it comes to contributing to her industry that is entertainment apart from gossip yes. okay entertainment wise she is known as the item girl she's very good dancer in the big boss house i mean her mimicry was amazing mm-hmm. and she can act okay you, know, you have to see uh, abhishek is the thing that this woman has been constantly ridiculed yeah by yeah. the society by the media but she's her spirit has not gone down you know she's always emerged out of it mm-hmm. it through the show and she said it herself like she gave the entire credit to the big boss show saying that you know it basically turned her life thanks uh-huh. to the show so i i think from that people actually realize that if this woman is such act and uh-huh. craving for attention is not that she is actually like that i still remember there was somebody like i was watching with couple of family members and all and one of them just remarked ki apne desh mein rakhi sawant ek ikloata model hai hmm. I think okay. I think it will be interesting to compare the TRPs for this Rakhi Sawant thing and a Shah Rukh Khan uh, thing and I would just love to see Rakhi Sawant pip Shah Rukh Khan in this case <laughs> I I can guarantee I am not kidding I can guarantee the TRPs must have skyrocketed So you have all the all your insiders right why don't you get some uh, for the next one I'll definitely get the Yeah just just bring bring some juice for us uh, on this thing whether what what the TRP said etc I will Okay on that note let's uh, bring this to an end episode number uh, 49 that's all we had for you guys i hope the recording quality was okay because this time this is the first time we are trying out a new model uh, where we are conversing via cell phones skype wasn't really fitting our bill anymore so we are doing a conference call on cell phone so the sound quality is going to be a bit different but i hope the content makes up for it www.theindicast.com go register yourself it's a very small form and leave comments on the rakhi sawant fan sakshi we, uh, we hope we have a fan club for you sakshi by the end of uh, oh my god you asked them to leave comments on me or... <laughs> yeah and so if you want to know what um, rakhi i was just going to say rakhi what sakshi is up to go check out deshi dabba or your personal blog which uh, one do you prefer uh, go for the deshi dabba dot Deshi Dabba dot Deshi Dabba dot org is where you will find Sakshi doing her bit on the entertainment sector. All right, that's about it. See you all. Bye.